Whoa. Good morning, good afternoon, and good night. This is Connor Hall of the Golden Hours Podcast, and hey, this is a GDP Minute. Listen, I'm freezing in the back of the warehouse right now, and I'm with Estelle, and so I'm going to make sure I rattle this off quick. One, our podcast is now fully functional via Amazon Skills. So listen, open up your Amazon Alexa app, go to Skills and Games, search Golden Deer, and enable the skill. And all you got to say is, hey, Alexa, play GDP Minute, and our podcast will play Two, we just ran an episode with my compiled thoughts, my close friend. It's his third episode. He just dropped a uh, project, excuse me. And in terms of GDP value, he discussed how he's resourceful as a Boston artist. He discussed a lot of stuff, actually. He discussed that the protein that's in plants. He discussed how he's driven. And he also discussed that there's a ceiling as an artist in Boston and how he kind of uses his resources around Boston to further his career. And I'm excited. He makes really, really good music. And I think you guys will enjoy his project. And I think we'll get a couple laughs out of the podcast because it was quite entertaining. And uh, it definitely was not our most focused episode of all time. But that is a GDP Minute. I am Connor Holloway. Again, I'm freezing. I can't even grip the mic. Estelle, thank you. Golden Deer Productions. Golden Deer. Oh, oh, wait, was that not it? Hey, enter. Just you forgot to enter. What are you? What are you drinking, bro? Is that coffee? It is. Would you hey, like some? Nah, I'm good. So you don't, you don't drink coffee either, <laughs> no. right? No. When when did you take the stance that you want to be completely sober with no drugs, no alcohol? Mm, to be real, I didn't really. You just stopped. Nah, I never started. You've never smoked weed. Never drank. And I've had a couple of shots. Like I've had like one shot every once in a while. But last like she get smacked. Hell no! I've never drank to that point. Like I've I taken a, a shot of whiskey and it like cleared up my like throat and shit when I was like sick. But like nah, I, I don't think I've ever. I don't think I'm, I've ever. Nah, I don't need that shit. You're just uninterested, or is that like growing up? Your parents never did any substances, or yeah, like my parents never did any substances. And plus, it's like, dude, like. I've I've always been the weird guy, bro. Like I don't like I said, like I don't I never really felt a need to like really do the most to like impress people. I've always been like somewhat of an outcast. But you're an entertainer. Entertainers naturally want to impress people. I've been to your shows. I went to the show at Atwood's <laughs> Tavern, bro. It was a, it was a it was a dope show. I was like my favorite live show I saw all year, bro. <laughs> That was a great show. But you definitely, yeah. But you definitely wanted, you definitely commanded the crowd and like wanted attention. That's hundred percent. That wasn't. But yet, you, you forget me. My goal wasn't attention because I was already getting the attention. My goal was to make it. <laughs> my goal was to make it a good show for you. Like I feel like every entertainer wants to entertain, wants to be the best at their craft. Like I, I have a goal every show that like. Anyone that comes to my show could, like, really feel connected with me, you know? I think you did a really good job at that. Hey, thank you so much. When's the next one? Um, nope. <laughs> nope. Oh, oh. Okay. <laughs> maybe in L.A. The next so- the next show will probably most, well, nah, no maybe. I'm going <laughs> to L.A. LA. <laughs> I was just yeah. out in L.A. It's great. You're, you're going to love it, bro. I know. Like last time I went there, I met like Father. I met like Romeo Santos's DJ, bro. I met like so many different people. <laughs> hey, I'm my compiled thoughts, and this is my Diamond Hour. Hey, everybody. My name is Connor Hallway, and I run the Golden Hours podcast. And listen, if you by chance get any sort of value from this episode, whether you laugh, you cry, you learn something, you're entertained. Just share it with a friend. That's all we ask. You guys have friends, right? Yeah. Estelle's got friends. a couple friends. Thought I you? Got, I got family. No Y'all friends. My family, bro, because we polarize. Okay. I'm, <laughs> I'm a little nervous about that mic maxing out. I'm going to turn it down a little bit. But before we introduce our guest today, who's a, a regular up on the show, three peats. Big baby. E, introduce yourself. My name is Estelle. This is my first show. So I met Connor like a few days ago. So excited to be here and see how this all goes down. That was great. But listen, I met Estelle because I've been looking for a new live producer for our show. Because I like, our show's been consistently in the morning. And do you remember Abu? Mm-hmm. 
Um, six point seven producer. Yeah. He has work a lot, and so there are some days where he can't be here. So I sent him an email blast to Northeastern. I said, "Hey, man, you guys got some genius kids over there, right?" And they said, "Yeah, we'll send one to all our journalist students, saying that you have an open opportunity." So Estelle and I got on the phone, met at Starbucks, and now she's here. Hey, and I was like a mutual connect. <laughs> and then, r- randomly <laughs> enough, you were. There's a little triangle going how'd on that, here. How'd that happen? Do you guys like randomly start talking? And go, hey, so I work with this guy. Da 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 da. So like, I was looking at the Instagram, and I was like, wait, I know two people. It was you and Genesis that both followed. Oh, Jen. Oh, yeah. I, I met Jen at Phoenix Down as well. Yeah, she was with me. She, she does the, the SFX stuff, right? Yes, she's dope. Okay, well, with that being said. I've run a ton of episodes of this show. A ton. 173 in total now? No, not that many. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe 137. Oh, fire. But. Oh, I I got my numbers mixed up. It's all good. 173. It's all good, bro. We've been on a school for a while now, right? Wow. Yo, that ass. Bro, what is school? (laughs) Listen, (laughs) big facts. But. I've had very few episodes that I think people have taken such uh, an opinionated stance on than our last one. And so Thoughts is always extremely honest when we run interviews because we ran one like um, probably a year ago. It's the first one, right? Like maybe it was, I think it was last year around like March. No, no, no. The, was, that was the yeah. second one was in March, bro. Then it was probably and two Kofi years ago. And Kofi was there. Or was it Kobe or Kofi? Kofi, Kofi, yeah. It was two years ago then. No, the it was one. not two years ago, yeah, bro. Was, bro. Dude, I was in no. college two years ago. Nah, bro. 2018, because 2018, maybe it was like... Bro, it was last fall. Last, Yeah, last fall. So that's like a year ago, bro. A year ago. That's one year. Oh, shoot. I thought a year ago would be March, bro. I think I'm in spring right now. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Nonetheless, on my right, I have my close friend and a great guy, Aww. my compiled thoughts. You're always so sweet, bro. And on my left... I got this innovator, the world most genius, podcast influencer, Connor, C-O-N-O-R. Last time I spelled it with like eight N's, this time I spelled it right. You're a great guy. Hey, you too. (laughs) Are we still calling this the Positivity Podcast? Oh yeah, that's (laughs) Thoughts is extremely positive. I'm like a positive too. Nah, he's he's more positive than me. Hey, can you give a quick synopsis of who you are and what you do? Well, basically, I am Boston's own and well-renowned artist. You feel me? Um, I just be out here creating vibes and landscapes using sound and just my personality. And basically, long story short, I go by my compiled thoughts, which is just um, a general compilation of me. And you recently just dropped a project. Can you elaborate on it? Yeah, so recently... I dropped this amazing project called Phantom, which was basically a four-part, a four-song EP, where basically I reflect on my relationship with a few few people that entered my my love life and just my life in general, and just like went about trying to like figure out why I always felt so invisible in them, you know. In these specific people, or um, in general? Just in general, like like first of all, like like I was mildly inspired by the Phantom of the Opera. And then, like, through my relationships, I started... The movie or the actual Broadway production? The movie. The actual movie. I haven't seen it. Have you, Estelle? I haven't either. Wow. That's, like, a classic, bro. Like, it basically details this deranged, like, phantom, I guess, that lives inside this opera. I'm familiar with the story, but the movie came out when? Do you remember? Like, in the 90s, I think. I forget. And so what, were you just like scrolling through FX and like it popped up or nah. what? Um, I think on um, way back when in my high school, um, one of my music teachers played like the beginning of it and he never like finished it. And I just, I don't know. I have like something for like weird 80s, like rock songs and like weird 80s songs in general. So like I just fell in love with the character and just how blindly illuminated he was into this like atmosphere of just like love and just passion and just like anger and just like savagery you know and so when did that kick back in like, um it was you, when i when did I, you ever thought 
a thought randomly just pop up <laughs> like, hey, I love Phantom of the Opera. I think this would be a cool project to revolve something around. Basically, like I think I think I, I just was walking down the street one day and like like nor- how normally all my thoughts happen. I was walking down the street. I was going dee 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 and then like I thought about the Phantom of the Opera and how I never finished it. And so I started retracing my steps back into it. You know, like I do with a lot of movies. Well, one thing we've discussed a couple times is like we're the ADHD boys, right? So I feel like you have so many projects going at once and it's hard for you to actually complete something. How? What type of disciplines did you institute that you were able to actually finish this one? To be real with you, it's just I, I gave myself a time and I, I wanted to get it done. You know, like for me, like my biggest thing is not, it's not, my thing is never not completing projects. Cause I, I find that I usually, I'm usually pretty good at going from point A to point B. As Bro, as, come on. Honestly, yeah, for real. Like whenever I, like anything, <laughs> yeah, honestly, anything I really want to do, like I usually get done. You know, like I have like this cool, like secret thingamajig that's happening this weekend. Like I want to get that done. It's getting done. You know, no matter how it comes out, like I want to. I asked you if I could be on the podcast. You know what I mean? You, we were able to bless me with this. It's like, I'm pretty organized in the sense where, like, I know how to get from point A to point B. Like, my biggest thing is, like, literally tallying everything up so that I get to point B, basically. It's drifting. You might have to just go handheld, honestly. Right, cool, no problem. I like handheld. Just scrap that. It'll be easier. Oof. Yes, bro. Get away from me. Yeah, that's fine. Perfect. <laughs> Quite the professional setup we have here. Huh? <laughs> So it's professional because you're on it, bro. Well, listen, I have a hard time at least agreeing with you in terms of that you always get everything done because you have so many different ideas at once. So how do you constitute what you choose to finish? Like, do you have like an overarching goal of where you want to get and you think these steps map to that or? Yeah, like with everything in life, you have to have one one big goal. My big goal is to be um, an artist. I want to. I want to simply be like the best musician that I could possibly be and also be like the best potential artist I could potentially be, you know, like I find I find it freeing. Hold it up just a little bit. Huh? Hold the mic. Oh, I find it freeing, you know, being able to say I have this big ass idea and just being able to walk towards it. And so that's usually how I prioritize and how I stay, stay focused. What, what does that look like for you, though? As an artist, like the the end vision when you like are trying to manifest. Um. So for me, honestly, bro, I want I want the the money, money in the hose, hose in the clothes, da da. Whatever, whatever you said in that song. But honestly, like for me, like my really big end goal, the way it really looks like for me manifesting is just me being able to take big trips with whoever I really feel like it. You know, being able to take a, a group of like eight people and being able to say, hey, so I want to go to Paris today. And boom, being able to do that, being able to like walk into a homeless shelter and be like, hey, I need like as many people are in here. Everybody in here is able to like is going to learn about this, do that. And just being able to just like start up a bunch of charities, start up a bunch of different things. I want to I want to be able to turn turn my circle and turn it into like a community. You know, so you want to just have full liberty in your day to day. That's I want real freedom. That's that's really it, because right now I feel like I'm free right now, you know, like I don't have a nine to five that holds me down. We're talking about this the other day, like how how do you survive when when you're going through this, like when you don't really have something consistent and like I'm I'm good. Like I always tell I told you this last time, I'm very I'm very good. I'm very I'm very fortunate and I'm very I'm very aware of where I want to go and what I need to get there. You know, like I may not have like all the tools and like every little thing that everybody else in this scene or in the world has, I may not have the most money, but I got what I like to call passion and drive, you know? So what does that mean though, that you know what you have to do to get from point A to point B? Are you writing your goals down consistently to, to get to the end point or like, what is your day to day like right now in terms of progressing as an artist? So as an artist, um, the biggest thing that I found progressing as an artist, like what most people don't realize is like, it's like um, one of your favorite shows. I was watching the Joe Rogan podcast the other day. I don't know why I keep saying that's my favorite yeah, show. I feel you like, just I feel keep like, assuming it. No, I, I feel like just when we were back in the day, bro, that was always talk about that. You feel me? Like, no, you, you, like you yes. mentioned it once. Yes, he mentioned it a few times. It wasn't even once. <laughs> I, I love the variety of Rogan's show, but it's not like it's my favorite show. I mean, show. shoot, like my bad. It's not your favorite, but like 
Yeah, like a show that that inspired. Like, you, are you inspired by the Joe Rogan? Podcast? Yeah, absolutely. All right, so yeah, so basically, I was watching the Joe Rogan pod, um episode where he was talking with this um Brazilian or UFC fighter, and he was basically describing how the UFC fighter was talking about how he doesn't find it beneficial working till you're fatigued, working out till you're fatigued. You know, he was talking about how taking taking preliminary steps towards like like if you're trying to get super ripped, it's better off. You're better off doing like a 15 minute workout every single day of the week versus like an hour workout twice a week. I will tell you right now how you guys can get ripped. <laughs> tell us what's up. Eat one celery stick a week <laughs> and a little <laughs> teaspoon of water. That's it. We're, ca- we're calling that the crucifix oh diet. Oh my God. The crucifix diet. Imagine. <laughs> but yeah, long story short, like taking it into his account, what are you saying? I find that I get more benefit when I'm just consistently doing like, making music so every single day every time i breathe it's like a song playing it's like it's like a letter being written it's like someone i'm talking to like the way i met estelle was literally me walking down the street saying oh shoot her and her friends are cute let's let's find out what's up you know what i mean like how how is it how's the vibes yeah my question was how does what steps you take on a day-to-day basis to progress your career so to protect progress my career personally i'm just making sure i'm reaching out to every single person i can you know, like on my Instagram, consistently posting on my via email, just consistently reaching out to different bloggers and different labels and different people that potentially could meet me in the middle. And just honestly, as far as it goes, like just honestly figuring out what the next best thing for me is. Do you ever feel like it's it's because being in an entrepreneurial space, it's tough. Do you ever feel like sometimes you meander and it's not always a straight path for you or? Uh, of course, definitely. Like I feel like I'm I'm inspired by so many different things. Like I want to make a movie. I want to write a book. I wanna I want to draw pictures. I want to paint. And like being being the the type of guy I am, like it's easy for me. Like we were talking earlier, for me to get lost in just like everything that's going on in my head. So being able to say, "Yo, music is my focal point right now." And so like literally on the days where I really just want to be like, "Yo, I don't really want to make a song. I just want to paint every day, paint all day, or paint for a week." Cause what most people don't know is like there was a period this year where like I was I was literally just making paintings nonstop. I have like where are they? You have pictures? Yeah, they're, they're in my crib. Well, they're me, in my room. I have. We'll I, swap it with this one. <laughs> Honestly, I could get you a canvas. That'd be fire. That I would, would love that. Fire. Like my friend Carl has like five pictures that I made in his crib, and like yeah, like like I, I'm writing a book right now too. So it's like what's that called? Letters to you. Is it about a shorty? um not necessarily it's a rom-com or what it's like um basically what it is it's like it's like daily daily archives you know daily thoughts it's like it's like how would daily affirmations so basically like the first the first intro that i have is literally talking about how how powerful the the word you is you yeah y-o-u and how synonymous to like you which is like a, a, a i think a baby sheep that is and so basically, like, it starts off by describing what how powerful you is and how powerful you are, you know? And so basically, that's how the first page goes. Then it starts talking, starts breaking down into my psyche. So basically, like, one of the first, like, nope archives I have is literally talking about how sad I am. The other archive is how in love I am. Basically, it's like a journal, basically. It's beautiful. Oh, so it's like an, kind of an autobiography type or... Yeah, basically like an autobiography, like like genuine letters to you. Like like if you were reading it, you know that it was centered towards you, like me reaching out to you. Now, why do you say you're sad? Um, because we've had this talk a bunch. Well, it's it's interesting because sometimes the most outwardly happy people are sometimes the most deeply sad. Do you feel that way? Um, it depends on the person. Like what I could honestly say is like. I'm I am in such a better place. Like for my last podcast, like I was I was to like now I was very out of it. You know, like I feel well, like, like what was what's changed? I like honestly what's changed is just direction. Like we were talking about like what steps am I taking to get my career going now? Like I'm I'm thankful. Like I don't feel like all the weight's on my shoulder anymore. Like I don't feel like I have anything to prove to anyone. You know, like and I think as an artist that's the biggest thing that Every artist has to overcome. Like if for for a couple of years now, I was trying to figure out what what the best sound is for me, what the best pocket is for me. I was over here making music that that was that was me. Like everything I do is me, but it wasn't really. It was what I felt was sort of cool, even though it had like a realm of abstract abstractness to it. Like 
I'm proud to say that honestly. I give no hells <laughs> who likes my stuff anymore. I give no hells who wants to talk to me. And I give no hells. I could swear, right? You can say, yep. Yeah. You can say the F word if you'd like. I give no shits. I give no fucks. I give no anything about I give who no hells. No hell. Yeah, I was trying to censor myself. You know, we're in a whole new space now. Look at the painting. <laughs> But I give no fucks, bro. Like dead ass. Like why? Why do you say that though? Because you do care. Every every artist cares about the product they're creating. Mm-hmm. I care deeply about what when people look at my podcast and like everything I've created in the city. I care deeply about the effect I'm having on people. You don't? No, that's not what I'm saying. I just don't care how they digest it. Like I care about my product. But if I if I give you my product and you look at it and say this is shit, I don't give a fuck. Cause that's at the end of the day, there's someone out there. There's one person out there that thinks my shit is fucking gold. But do you outweigh the opinion, the positive opinion, over the negative? I don't. I don't think I weigh it at all. I think I take it as it is. You know, like it's a matter. It's a matter of taking it as it is and being like, "Word." So you don't like. You don't like how this sounds. I'm sorry, bro, but it's already done. So I, I accept your opinion. Maybe next time I'll put it into account. But as a sense. So as a sensitive dude also, though, I have trouble dealing with negative feedback. I've tried to harden myself a little bit. You, is it easy for you to just shrug it off or like? I'm fortunate because I don't, I don't really put my, like, it's not that I don't receive negative feedback. I don't, I don't. Really, Hold the mic up just a little bit. I don't really feel like I, I don't really feel like I, I hear negative feedback. Like, I don't, like every feedback that I've gone so far has been ne- constructive in the sense like negative, like I don't. I don't really know. I don't really. I wish I could get more negative feedback because that just means that I'm I'm doing something different. Well, here's a different question: Are there specific people that their feedback matters a lot more than others? Honestly, yeah, for sure. Yeah, for like, me, for like, sure. Yeah, because like, as like, if I play my friend a song and he goes, "Yo, this isn't it," it's like I'll definitely take that into account. I'll be like, "Why? Why not? Why don't you like about it? I just don't really feel the vibe or nah." And most of the time, what I'm realizing is like when you play someone a piece the first time. They, they always, they, 99% of the time, they usually go, word, I don't, I don't like it. Why they don't like it? Not because it's bad or anything, but just because they're just not used to it. Once you give them a couple listens, it's like, oh, shoot, this isn't bad. Like, I actually sort of like it. Like, they play, you play in the car for someone else, someone else affirms what you're doing or co-signs it. Then they, all of a sudden, they're going, oh, shoot, this isn't bad. This is pretty damn good. Like, how'd you do this? You know, so like, it's all a matter of just realizing that. Your vision is your vision, and at the end of the day, like, just keep on pushing with your vision. Yeah, but are there specific people that, like, okay, cool, the general public can ingest my music, how they ingest my music, but are there specific people that, like, you know, I really want to impress them, or I really want them to get the message? I mean, honestly, I don't... I'm feeling like Zane Lowe up here. <laughs> <laughs> did you see the Kanye interview with Zane Lowe? I did see the Kanye It was great, interview. wasn't it? Was, it? it was pretty smooth. I saw like the first like 10 minutes and then he started screaming and I, I think I got like, I was like, huh. Did you see really it still? I haven't yet. It was great. <laughs> Who was he being interviewed by? Zane, Zane Lowe. Jinx. <laughs> <laughs> You're a great guy. <laughs> nah, but on some, on some real, like I feel like as an artist, like, the whole point of making art is to just figure out who you are. You know, like I feel like I feel like at the end of the day, like I don't really I don't really seek to impress impress anybody as much as I used to. Like I used to be a really big people pleaser where I'd be afraid of saying anything that's like offensive, afraid of like doing anything, afraid of just being being in my truth. I feel like nowadays it's like, yo, I have I have legit no interest in just like beating around the bush it's either if you want to be neutral like i don't really have time for that neutrality in terms of what what do you mean neutral with what i mean like like i want to be more polarizing like i feel like i feel like the very best artists are able to get the people to say yo this is either good or this is either bad and i want to be that guy where you go huh i don't fucking know about this shit this is garbage or oh i fucking love this shit you know so you want to be more impactful in your music that's the goal right now well right now right now like for 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 lack of like better terms my music is just literally my way out for right now like my goal with music is literally to to express where i'm at you know like with phantom like i made that project out of me feeling invisible me feeling like these relationships that i have aren't really like all the way here you know what i mean and me also feeling like i'm i'm being i'm invisible that's really it what do you mean you mean people don't care 
like I, I feel like especially when you make especially when you make music like it's really hard for you to gauge like how how your sound or how how anything you do impacts anybody you know like that's that's where it is tough you know just as a person in general too it's like it's hard to really look at someone it's hard to walk down this it's hard when you're walking down the street in boston and nobody cares that you're here you know but real quick i thought you didn't care what people thought i mean it's not it's not i'm not saying that i care what people thought it's more like it's the idea of being visible you know so you think you're seeking a sort of validation well not that i'm seeking a validation i'm just talking about how people in general feel like they're invisible you know and how like everybody like innately like i could easily say yo i don't care but like everybody wants to feel loved you know like everybody wants to feel like they're seen everybody wants to feel like they're heard you know so what are you still feeling the sense of being invisible is that or was that what this expression was about have you moved past it you i'm just kind of trying to dissect what motivated one the project and two what you're describing is like a switch in your mental yeah so basically yeah definitely when i made the project i i definitely i still do like i i felt invisible you know like i feel like i feel like everybody sees this one side of me and then like there's like other layers to it you know like is the one side like the wicked positive side i mean i wouldn't even call it the wicked positive side i just call it me you know like like there's so many different ideas there's so many there's so many goals i have like like the one side is definitely like the side where like yeah you could relate to it where it's like wicked positive the other side is like the side where it's like i'm over here stressing about am i am i making the right songs am i am i doing the right business moves Am I even making any business moves? Am I am I doing the right thing? Like you start looking around you, looking at all your peers, and just like, oh shoot, my peers doing this. Like, should I be doing this? Or this guy over here is getting this number, or this guy over here has this amount of money, and this guy over here seems so happy. Like, what the hell? And so yeah. You you consistently compare yourself to other people. No, not that I consistently compare myself. I don't think I compare myself at all. I think it's just more like... It's always been an issue for me, honestly. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I stack my success up against tons of other people. And honestly, sometimes it's, like, motivating and keeps the the steam rolling. But at the same time, I think it can be self-sabotaging. Yeah, I agree. I, could, I definitely agree it could be self-sabotaging. But, like, I feel like it's important that you're aware. You know, you don't want to walk down, like, a train track and not be aware that there's other people walking on the train track with you. So, like, I feel like it's important that you look at who, who else is around you. But, like, as far as comparing goes, I don't feel like I ever really compare myself to them. I think it's always a matter of me, like, trying to figure out, am I, am I moving so that we're, we're all aligned? Am I, am I moving in a way that doesn't hurt them? Am I moving in a way that make, brings me up also? Like, am I moving in a way that, like, is reflective of my true character? You know, like, I don't, I don't ever want to be taken out of character. I don't ever want to be, like, you know, pulled, pulled outside myself. How frequently does your mood change? Um, honestly, I'm in a, I'm in a good place right now. So like, honestly, my mood <laughs> it depends it depends on the season. Honestly, like oh, here's this this <laughs> astrology stuff. He's, thoughts is heavy on the astrology. What are you, Virgo? I'm a Libra. I'm a Libra. I'm a Libra. <laughs> <laughs> but like, honestly, I feel like it really does come down to like to like the different energy around me. You know, like if I'm in a room with like a bunch of people that I don't know. Like I've learned to like really tone like the type of the type of energy I give out. But couldn't you know? that that's just like a natural social anxiety though, right? I mean, yeah. Like I, I used to be so socially anxious, bro. Like I could not imagine that for real. Yeah, like that's serious. Like you'd be surprised. Social anxiety comes that comes out in different forms. Like for me, my biggest form was like always doing a lot. Yeah, I'm the same way, bro. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> when you're nervous, right? When you're nervous, you start doing a lot. You start talking a lot. You start like. You start like looking for like little types of validation. It's like, hey, can I get this laugh? Can I get this person to like accept me? And you always or say like, hi to everybody. Move around the room a yeah, bunch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like for me, like what I've what I've been practicing is like literally just accepting that like I was I was socially anxious. You know, like you'd be surprised at how like as someone like me being so socially like open at the fact that I I do go through social anxiety. That I do feel like I'm not doing enough sometimes. And then like what I realized is like, bro. You'd be surprised by just by you just being there, by you just putting yourself out there. People are more prone to just like just accept you. you no, know, you don't have to do too much. Like God forbid, like there's days where like you could be off the rails and da 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 da. da but like 
people appreciate it when you just come as you are. You don't when you're not gimmicky. When you're not like when you're just you. That's one thing the podcast has helped me with a lot because before this, no one. I was always very like sales mode with everything I was doing. So I'd always be like very like upfront, like, "Hey, what's going on? Hey, it's Post Bonnie. How are you? <laughs> Good to see you. Nice to meet you." But the one thing about the podcast, it's offered like, okay, like, damn, this dude like can chill. Do you feel like you have to sometimes remind people that there's like a more subtle side to to you and a more emotional side because from an outsider's perspective and when i've seen you in public you've been to my events and stuff you've always been like very high energy yeah like for me like i feel like that's the people that that get really close to me the people that get really close to me have to see that side of me you know but like it's like it's like a matter of just like my my security because like as i as i start relax because like like it, whenever I go to your events, like that's not that's a place I get to let loose. You feel me? Like I don't I don't have to be like up and I don't have to sit down. I don't have to do anything. I could I could just generally be as open as I want, be as quiet, be as loud as I want. But like let's say I'm in my in my house or like we're just walking down the street together and we're just chilling. It's like, bro, there's no need for me to be like jumping up and down or screaming or running left and right, bro, or dancing. Like God forbid, it's if cooking I want with to. thoughts. Yeah, cooking <laughs> with thoughts. <laughs> Sponsored by the Golden Deer Production Podcast. Yeah, no, I'll, sp- I'll sponsor your next <laughs> show, bro. Yo, what's up, bro? Let's do that. Let's film it, bro. I'm what's really the down. next vegan meal you're eating? Um, we can make something. We can make buffalo cauliflower. Sounds nasty. Yo, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, bro. I feel. Are like, you still full vegan? Yeah, definitely. And do you still feel like the cognition from it? Have you noticed any drawbacks from it? Or are you still in the same place with it? I'm still, to be real with you, I eat so much food that, like, I don't even feel, I don't, I wouldn't know what it feels like to, like. So, what is your day, what's your daily meal, like, a tofu or, like. <laughs> to be real with you, bro, like, like, today what I eat, I had, um, I had avocado toast off of this, like, sesame. Basic. <laughs> off of the sesame, sesame seeded bun of bread or whatever. It was beautiful. And I had, like, some spaghetti, which was absolutely amazing. Like the spaghetti, I had spaghetti with like, I've been eating a lot. I've been trying to eat some more leafy greens. So I had like little kale in there and whatnot. And just like, like a spring mix, just a regular spring mix. Okay. And where's that protein coming in though? Where are you getting that I mean, from? I mean, my avocado. Is that tonight? My avocado protein, bro. You act like, bro, every time, bro, let me hit y'all. Anybody that's out there that doesn't understand, bro, plants have cells in them. And the basic building block of all cells is protein so as long as i am eating something that is technically alive like my avocado it has protein in there bro i do not know if that's scientifically accurate. bro that is bro bro what's the basic building block of all cells plants protein protein, bro protein bro this is not how it works (laughs) what do you mean so you think so you think that literally bro when you are eating your leafy greens there is a very minuscule protein count. It bro, is very high in carbohydrates. How many grams of protein does someone need to live? Well, I'm asking you, eat. bro, because how bro, much you eating, dog? Bro, I'm eating enough that I don't have, I'm not protein deficient, bro. When was the last person that you've heard was protein deficient in America, bro? I, I never said you were protein deficient. I'm saying, but bro, like, <laughs> you're getting defensive this, now, bro. What is this vegan vegan conception where it's like people could potentially be protein deficient, bro? There's no. I've never heard of a, a sense of protein deficiency to some from someone that's been eating regularly you know it's important sometimes you don't know the way your diet affects you though i'm not saying it affects you in any random way do you remember what it was like when you were eating a higher protein diet <laughs> i mean like a, a high protein and saturated fat diet yes <laughs> yeah was it fire no bro but like I, i'm not gonna lie to you bro i definitely i definitely do like sometimes miss miss some of the taste on my palate no cap of what meat or like, just not even meat like bro i really like what was what was it that i was smelling the other day that smelled really good like bro like sometimes my mom be cooking chicken in the cream i'd be like holy shit that smells bomb the, you feel me? but then it brings you back to haiti though right like i'm not from, i'm not from haiti bro. no i'm talking about your memory from haiti with the goat oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> you remember that <laughs> Don't talk about my pet goat, bro. Have you heard this story? No, I haven't. Uh, Shit, thoughts. You're maxing out the volume, bro. I'm sorry, bro, but I feel like whoever's listening to this would appreciate me being louder for my pet goat. Like, that was all needed, bro. What happened? Bro, they fed me him. 
they you got fed your pet goat. Yes, bro. When I when I <laughs> bro. when I visited How Haiti, old were you? I was like probably like eight, bro, eight or seven, bro. And like to this day, the smell of goat makes me nauseous. Could you imagine? How frequent bro? are you smelling goat, bro? Bro, like, like, there's, there's, bro, my parents are Haitian, bro. You feel me? Like, sometimes they'll bring, like, live, like, ghosts to the crib and cut it up and, like, eat it, bro. <laughs> no me? way. For yeah, real? Bro, like, like, you go to a butcher shop, get a goat, and it's like, word. But the goat is already deceased at the butcher I mean, shop, correct? I mean, what difference would it make, bro, if they kill it or not, bro? Like, well, y'all, well, would you be able to kill a chicken? Well, no, no, the way you just described it is that your parents would get a live goat from the butcher shop, bring it back to your crib, and slaughter it. It's already dead at the butcher shop, correct? Yeah, it is. Okay, good. Yeah, but I, mean, I don't know what's going what on at your house, bro. <laughs> but what difference would it make, bro? Like, like I feel like that's the biggest thing with meat eaters. Meat eaters have, like, this weird, like, killophobia sometimes. It's like, honestly, I, I like to say, I always like to pose a question. Could you realistically see yourself killing another, another living thing that you've helped raise? Because it takes a different type of human to be able to do that, bro. Honestly. No. Real, real quick rewind. So, you've just never been interested in trying to smoke weed once and see like what it's like to get high or like honestly feel bro, like what it's like to get drunk. Nah, bro, it don't look pleasant, dude. I think I think my biggest thing is like I just be looking at everybody else that be doing that, and I'm just like, dude, I'm good. <laughs> you know, like I have I have no need to like. It's like think about it, bro. Like the last person I really saw get really faded, bro. Like, he couldn't move. Like, bro, man's, man's was just there, just standing and just, like, not able to, like, control himself, not able to hold himself up. He needed he needed someone to carry him, bro. It's like, bro, I'm a whole-ass person, bro. Like, why, why do I, why would I ever want myself to, like, you see, I look at it like this, right? I'm, I'm strong enough to, like, be, I'm strong enough to want to be present, you know? Like, I don't, I don't, I don't want to run away from what I feel. You know, I'm an artist. Like I seek to 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 transcribe what I feel. Anything that numbs that feeling, anything that like makes it so that I no longer am present, bro, takes me out of my artist goal. And so like I have no need. Like maybe maybe when I really don't want to be an artist anymore or don't want to create the best pieces, you know, like maybe I I could I'll start, you know. But like as of right now, like. What am I going to get drunk for, bro? Go to, like, a club and get super faded and wasted and then come home vomiting, bro? For what? Some people, some artists say that it helps alleviate some of their inhibitions, though. You don't feel like, you know, you have some mental blocks that could... Well, I guess you don't even know because you don't even know what it's like. Yeah, but, like, it's like, think about it, right? Like, if you need... it's At that point, it becomes a crutch, you know? Like, I don't... I don't... I want to be able to create from just myself like I don't I don't want to have to be stimulated by anything else you know if I need it's like it's like if you go into a social social scenario and for you to talk to anybody you have to get like two drinks inside of you it's like what happens when there's no more drinks are you just gonna be like shelled up in the corner you know like no no offense to anybody that that needs it like I I believe that like life is all about using whatever you can to get an upper edge if that definitely gives you an upper edge definitely go for it but i just know that like if i ever started drinking ever started smoking i lose myself and i don't want to i don't want to risk losing myself when i haven't even found myself yet have you ever thought that i it just it's hard to have the conversation with you because you've never felt it so it's like weird <laughs> who who's your favorite artist right now honestly bro burner boy is burner boy completely sober i don't know I think he smokes a little pack, bro. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to misquote maybe, here. Maybe, maybe even Frank it's my Ocean. destiny. <laughs> I love that song. My brain, but like now, nah, like real quick rewind. I heard a big Frank Ocean um, crossover with the song where you say I'm looking for Mona Lisa. It was very similar to Pyramids. Was it inspired by that? I love pyramids. I that, love. Are it. you familiar with that song, Estelle? Yeah. She's working at the pyramids tonight. Yo, like to be real with you, like if you want, if you go through like all of all of Phantom, like you'll like start noticing like different patches where like I'll take like melodies from like different artists and whatnot. I'll take different sound bites from like one of my friends' conversations. I'll take different like different things and cause like. I'm I genuinely like 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 I I really live like my name bro. I literally am compiling my thoughts, bro. Like every song is a different piece of myself. 
You know, like Phantom literally was me talking about like how I went out with this girl one time, an ex. <laughs> Shout out to her, she was an amazing girl. And how like literally all she'd ever say to me is she loves me in Spanish, but then whenever I go out to eat with her, whenever I go out with her, she'll make me feel like I'm not really there, you know? Have a lot of your ex-girlfriends, have you had like a a tough time connecting with them as an emotional dude? Um, like some girls, I think in my experience, have a hard time connecting when it comes down to it with dudes who are more sensitive. Has that been tough for you? For me, like the biggest, the biggest hurdle that I, I does that always, make sense to what I said? Like they don't expect the guy to be as sensitive. Yeah, as sensitive as they are. To be real, she, mm-hmm. when it comes to relationships, I'm I don't really think like like I'm not I'm not a sappy I'm not a sappy guy. You know, I'm very I'm very goal oriented and I'm very I'm I'm the reason why I say women you either even like me period is literally because like I feel like I have at least a decent balance of like feminine and masculine. Like I'm open enough to the point where I could communicate clearly what I need her to do. I'm very direct, I'm very like goal oriented, but I'm also like feminine enough feminine enough to the point where it's like I could be like, yo, I feel this or I need to be able to like I'm not I'm not as like structured, you know? So it's like a weird middle ground for me. Has it gotten you in the way of your relationships being as open you are about as about your feelings? Has it? Like has it ever been like a barrier between you and your ex shorties? No, my shorties my shorties love that. <laughs> it's like it's like how you they love that. The only thing the only the biggest thing that I I've always gotten into into qualms with is literally my openness. Since You're I You're too open sometimes. I'm it's not that I'm too I just I'm very open. Like no know? filter. Like, we know not even, not even <laughs> no filter. I just I'm just like like I'll walk down the street like at one second I could be walking down the street to get this and next second I could literally look at them and be like I don't want to do that anymore. Let's go and do this. Like I'm a very avid direction changer. Like I do not mind like canceling plans and being like, yo, we are not doing this anymore. We're going to do this. You know, like I I'm an artist, I want to experience it. Like if I'm walking down the street and I like I see I see like a weird crowd of people, I will literally stop where I'm going and go to that crowd of people and enjoy what that is. And that's literally because like I wanna discover the world. I wanna be able to get like as many memories as I can so that maybe if I ever reach 50 years old, if I ever reach 40 years old, bro, I could look back at it and be like, yo, do you remember that time where I was like walking down the street and we saw that weird guy painting the silver with him moving like a statue? Like what? You don't think you're going to make it till 40? <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I don't know my life. I, I, I don't even know if I hope I make it to 40, bro, depending on how my life looks. Do you believe in predestination, like predetermination? Um, in what sense? Like destiny. It's like it's a it's Catholic thought that people's lives oh, did are. You, did you just say? Did you say it's Catholic thoughts? Like 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 yo, it's Catholic, bro. Or no, no, it's like it's like Catholic thought. Like it's in the Bible. Oh, oh. It's all good, bro. But it's like very it's very Catholic for someone to think when you're born, your whole life is planned out. Like Do you believe that? Things are fated to happen. Yeah, exactly. I wish things were fated to happen for me. Like I I just moved, bro. Like, I, 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 I think whatever lucky God is out there blessing me, bro. But as far as it goes with me, bro, like, anything that's fate to happen is not my business. And anything that's not is not my business. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to avoid worrying about the future way too much. Is it tough? No. It's actually really freeing. Honestly, like, it's, it's a weird concept. But when you think about it, it's like... Imagine if imagine if you don't have anything to worry about like everything like I'm already a worry worse So like I get super I get super anxious when things don't really work out to the T exactly how I want So it's like bro. I have I have no need to like To make it to make myself any more anxious worrying about if I'm gonna live till 40 or not Like I'd rather take the pretense where it's like I do not know like a lot of people especially in this day and age like to act like they know I'm gonna tell you straight up bro I don't know a single thing, you know, like everything that people, people take as facts every single day is being proven wrong. Like people say you've fallen out of an eight story building, you're going to definitely die. It's like, I don't believe in that. Definitely. So I think you've been wildly resourceful as a Boston artist, which is tough because as you know, it's not like a, an entertainment hub, but I think you've exhausted your resources really well. 
What have been some of your biggest struggles as a Boston artist in the past six months? And how have you figured out what resources would be good to progress your career? To be real with you, like as a as a I feel like Boston is the best was the best place for me to come up as an artist because it really like you said, like it, it forces you to be resourceful. It's like a lot of a lot of things out here aren't really built for you. Like you can't get a show tomorrow if you really want to. You know, like to find a venue, it costs you like a thousand dollars to book it. Da 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 da. But like I feel like just by just by me, how have I? I'm sorry. Re- rephrase your question for me. Right now, the past six months, you your career's grown, right? taking steps to get there and as a boston artist you have to be very resourceful can you give a little insight as to how you've become resourceful and how you exhaust your resources in boston honestly like as as fundamental as it as it is it's literally build as many relationships as you can that's that was the premise of like any any growth i've ever wanted you know like making it so that like i could walk down the street and be like hey being as open as possible being as being as goal oriented, but also just as open as possible. It's like you don't want to you don't want to ever come off as a guy that's like trying to trying to trying to use people, trying to do anything. Because like I don't I don't ever want it. But making it so that any exchange that you do is 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 balanced. I think my question was a little confusing. Um, let me rephrase it. Is the only way to grow as an artist in Boston? Is it the only way to do it organically, or do you think you could benefit from having a label's backing? Honestly, it's it's it has to all be organic, bro. I feel like I feel like everybody that comes up with like all the money and everything, like the way the Boston scene works and the way people from Boston are, they're really polarizing, you know. So it's like we have so many bills on our heads, so many stresses on our minds, where it's like, dude, if if you're not presenting anything of value to me, why do I care what you're doing? You know, like I have, I have like a bill that's coming up for five hundred dollars. So what's the point of me focusing on your music? And I feel like a lot of Boston artists fail to realize that. That's why a lot of like, I guess, I guess I, I somewhat of an answer to your question, if you're asking me. So my question is, the last real Boston artist to pop successfully, successfully would be Stiz, correct? Mm-hmm. Like commercial, I guess I don't want to like discount Mel Leaser or Bia or yeah, anything like that. Yeah. But I feel like Stiz grew so organically in Boston. For someone to grow as big as he did, will they need money to back them, or can it be completely organic? You definitely need money. Like I feel like every single. I thought he just said we don't need money. No, it depends on depends on how far you're trying to go. But like like when you phrase it like that, yeah, you definitely. No, you're able to. You're able to go one person at a time. Like everybody. Like I, I'm, I somehow, <laughs> I got a following, bro. Like I, I could say a good like 70 percent of my streams, and like I'm hitting like a hundred thousand streams or whatnot, came from like Boston. Like that's just off of like word of mouth. That's just off of me just walking on the street being like, hey, what's up, dude? I make this and this, or share you, share my music with someone, bro. I don't even ninety nine percent of the time. I don't even ask people to share my music, dude. Like I. People just people just appreciate what I'm doing. So yeah, definitely. I feel like if you're really trying to pop, it's like. But even look at Stiz. You use a Stiz narrative. Stiz isn't Stiz isn't really here right now. You know, he's in L.A. trying to like figure out where the bag really is. I mean, when he initially grew within the city, he did. It was so organic. You have those big Middle East shows, bro. Yo, he had the basement show. He had. Were he you had, there for all that boiler room yeah. stuff? <laughs> that was, was that wild? That was that was the best time of my life. That was the best year. Like I feel like Stiz really like showed every every shed a light on everybody. Because if if you notice, it's like we the way every single Boston artist is, and that's why I love it. We all get things from each other. Like there's no way to say that you're not inspired by someone that that literally makes music as well. Like, I was so inspired by, like, what Stiz did to the point where it's like, dude, I want to do the same thing. I remember I was reaching out to Tim, and I was like, dude, what's up, bro? Like, how can I get this? Or what do I need to focus on? Da, 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 da. And even Stiz, just seeing Stiz and just being able to shake his hand and being like, bro, like, you're doing a good-ass job. Like, you're fucking handling shit. So, like, I feel like everybody finds that patch of inspiration. Like, I think the biggest thing is that whenever, like, people like Stiz, like, they reach, because, like, Stiz reached a level where he has to, where he's like, all right, I have to break this ceiling now. 
You know, like there's a Boston ceiling where you, where like you just there's there's only so many Middle East shows, only so many shows you could really throw or go to out here where it's like you're not you're growing anymore. You feel me? Estelle, do you have any questions? I don't mean to put you on the spot. I just <laughs> I sometimes just say that halfway through the interview. Um, I was just gonna ask, like, do you, do you compare yourself to other artists that are in that same position? I mean, honestly, can, can you elaborate on what you mean by position? Like you were comparing him to Stiz in that, in that sense. Like that's growing. Do you feel like how's your growth going in Boston, or does like this city specifically like affect your music and like growing up here? You know, it's crazy. Like as as much as I've grown as an artist and as much as my brand has grown, like you never really notice it until like you look back at your goals and you go, "Dang, bro, <laughs> I'm exactly where I want to be three years ago." What the hell? You know, so like I'ma honestly say like, bro, like I'm 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 shocked, bro. Like when I walk down the street sometimes, to the point where I walk down the street sometimes and people literally be like, Yo, dude, like I heard your new song and I'm like, bro, what? Like I remember bro, the first you're, time no, you were like, bro, 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 bro. <laughs> like like I'm still trying to figure out how to how to react to it because I just I just genuinely get so so happy. I just don't even know what to say. I just go, bruh, what the hell, dude? You I'm don't fucking go, honored. You don't you go. I go, go, bro. You go, bro. <laughs> like I get, I get so honored because it's like, it's like, dude, like, like some random person I've never talked to felt so imposing, felt so inspired that by by what I'm doing. Where was this? This was downtown Crossing. Like one day I woke up, like this is this is like one day I woke up and I was just walking down the street and like literally the very first time I was walk, I woke up, walked down the street because I, I had like a habit of walking down Newberry Street and just finding things to do. Because, like, I, I hate staying in my crib. Whenever it's summertime, you just walk down the street. You know what I mean? Have you ever seen Thoughts' interview with the uh, with Fox 25? Oh. <laughs> was it, like, was it set up or was it just, like, a random? He was randomly he was, interviewed. Uh, he was interviewed at on the Boston Commons <laughs> yeah. at, <laughs> uh, about the heat in the city. Oh, God. And that he goes, so bro, funny. it comes to a point in your life where it's just too hot. <laughs> Did they just go up to you? It and, like, went viral. It was literally viral on <laughs> to Twitter. Be, <laughs> to be real with you, bro, I was just walking. I saw. I saw the news guy. They called you Shakespeare. <laughs> yeah, they they did call me Shakespeare. I call it. That's a. That's a. That's like. What do you, you know? When it's like a. a it's a, a sign. A, no, a tale from the future. It's like a prelude. Like a foreshadowing. That's a foreshadow, guys. I'm. I'm. You guys are hearing it here first. That's a foreshadowing, bro. Where like, are you? Are you Shakespeare? Because I'm you last time you said thoughts, no, baby. well last time you said you're Jean Michel Basquiat. Yes, I'm Jean Michel Basquiat, bro. Uh, Haitian, Haitian artist. You know what I mean? Nah, but no cap. I'm. What's up, I my think, Zoe? <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm really, really, really falling into myself as a person to the point where it's like whenever I say things like that, I don't even feel like they they hold as much weight as me saying, "Yo, I'm my compiled thoughts, dude." Like, dude, like um, I'm. But uh, I'm the what, shit. Did, what did I call you last time though? What did you call me last? My time? scattered ideas. <laughs> You know, it's funny. My very first project ever, ever, ever was called Scatterbrain. And I had like this beautiful, like really happy, like angelic gospel record on there. <laughs> it was so beautiful. Okay, quick segue. So six months, you were just talking about like you, you evaluate your progress. Six months from now, where would you like to be? Give me and give me a non-thoughts like answer. Give me like a very strict like okay, six months. <laughs> this is where I like to be. This is my goal. So I don't, I don't know. I don't really, I don't really make make goals like that. Like the way the way it is, it's like it's like I, I'm going. So if you didn't know already, I'm I'm going down to LA soon. You know? oh, I actually did not know that. Yeah, I'm going. I'm going down to LA soon. You're going down there. <laughs> are, you, are you going across the country, bro? I'm I'm going. Yeah, I'm, I'm going. I'm going. I'm leaving, going down I'm there. LA. No. That's gonna be Estelle's, fire. Estelle's legit from like literally San San Francisco. San Francisco. Yeah. So it's like I'm moving down there. My band's already down there, and we're just gonna be like running shit up. Like my boy Khalif is down there. Kwaku's down there. Everybody's down there. So I'm basically gonna be going down there as an artist and just trying to like turn turn rocks into fire, basically. When's this? I'll tell you the t- the date off screen, but it's very it's, soon. Yes. Yeah, very very soon so in six months like down there i want to be i want to be funded so you'll be in la yeah i'll be in la okay fire and are like you, are you moving there maybe i think so you and self made a song she's going to LA. 
That shit was fire. Yo, you be in Cali. We be up chilling. We stay up late at night. Like, the Berlin. Like, what it was crazy about lots of my music is like i've been hinting at la a lot for a lot of times bro and like for me to finally say like i'm able to like go down there now what does it offer you that boston doesn't um honestly bro warmth absolutely it does that is that like that goes like both ways but like really warmth like i remember the last time i was in la right God forbid I almost got robbed, bro. Where were so, you? Yeah, I was in like legit like Hollywood, like North Hollywood fam. Like walking down the street all chippity chippity, bro. I was like this like two years ago. So I was way <laughs> like way happier, bro. Like way like open, way more like, yeah, bro, let's do this. Let's do that. Young Thoughts. Yo, Young Thoughts was a trip, bro. Like, <laughs> but yeah, I almost got robbed down there the first time I went to L.A. Okay, well, what I happened, went, bro? Yo, so I went there with, like, a potential manager who was like, yo, buy yourself a ticket and let's go to L.A., dude. And I was like, you know what? Yeah, let's do it. Because that's the type of guy I am. I'm, I'm the guy that's like, you know what? You never know what could potentially happen. You don't know what fire you could jump through, what 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 tidal ways you could do it. So, like, I ended up going to L.A. with him. And, like, what ended up happening was, like, I got this Airbnb. I went there with, like, $300. I got this Airbnb for, like, two, two, like, a whole week. I don't know how the fuck I found that Wait, shit. Were the tickets round trip? Um, no. So you ran out of money in LA? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, basically. How'd you get robbed then? I didn't get robbed. I almost got robbed. So basically what happened was I saw this guy that looked like Chief Keith, bro. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I swear to God, bro. He had these cool dreads. He had this, and back, back in the day, bro, Bape used to be the super cool thing. And like, I remember I had this boy of mine that was like, yo, if you ever see someone wearing Bape, bro, that means he's automatically cool and whatnot. Da, 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 da. Right, so this Chief Keef looking guy had on Bape, and I thought he was an artist. I was like, "So are you do you make music, bro?" He's like, "Yeah, bro, I make sort of music." So I was like, "Cool, let's hang out, bro. Let's chill, bro. Like, I don't really have any friends in in LA. I don't know anybody out here, so I'm just walking. I'm vibing. I'm from Boston. I'm from Boston. Yeah, da 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 da. I had these cool shoes on. I'm like, yeah, bro. So long story short, we're walking, we're walking, we're vibing, and like I remember he picks up one of his this old guy. He's like in his mid forties or whatever, and the guy goes, Yo. "White, white dude, black guy, black guy." Yo, mid-40s, guy goes, yo, I'm about to take this girl's phone over here. Fuck her. Right? And I just remember, like, my the whole energy shifted. Like, I had a whole panic attack. So what I did was I looked at them, right? I remember I looked at the guy said, yo. I said, all right, cool. This is whatever. So I, I minded my business. So then I then I start, then I I heard them side talk and say, yo, so what's up? When are you guys going to rob him? And I remember when the guy that I was with, the guy with the babe, kept on looking at me. Rob going, him. Huh? He said, rob him. No, no, he robbed Rob. Yeah, 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 exactly. Okay. Yeah, so basically the guy with the bape was like, yeah, bro, so what's up? Where are you staying today? Let me come over. I don't really have a place to stay. And that's when I started going, fam, what? <laughs> I was like, what? So one of your guys is talking about stealing a phone and you're talking about you don't have a place to stay, dude? What the hell? So then I remember I was just like, all right, panic mode. This is not, this is no longer the energy is bad. So like that was the first strike. Second strike, I never wait for a third strike. Whenever you wait for a third strike, that's when things pop off. So I remember I looked at man's, right? And I said, yo, guess what? I'm going to be going this way and you're going to be going that way. That way. Yeah. And so I remember I paused and like, I just, it was like the, the, like it became evening. And like, this is what nobody tells you, right? Around Hollywood, when it starts becoming nighttime, that's when everything, the whole energy shifts, bro. Like, people that people that aren't really supposed to be there, there, bro, it's like, dude. I, I didn't spend any time in Hollywood. I don't really know, but. Bro, like, like, fair to say you're from California, right? You've ever heard that? I mean, I haven't spent that much time in LA. But, but I can see, like, Hollywood is, like, I can see how that, the energy shifts. Yeah. Because like, it's like the tourists and, are gone. And so what, did you just dip? Nigga, I dipped, to, I dipped to my Airbnb. And then what happened was my Airbnb looked at me and said, hey, I'm surprised you came back because you you didn't have another day booked. And I, was like, <laughs> I was like, what? And then she was like, yeah, so I could let you stay another night, but you just didn't have another day booked. And I started calling the manager I was with, bro, and he was just like, yo, I don't know what to tell you, da 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 but hang it out, bro, we can make it, we can make it big in LA, da 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 Oh, so you, everything was fucked up. Yeah, bro, and so I remember, like, he was like, just return the charger you got for your laptop, because I left my laptop charger that had, like, for my, my I left my laptop charger at home, because, like, I guess, like, I'm one of those guys that just, I'm one of those guys that just goes, just, like, whenever I have a go, like I said earlier, I just go for it. I don't really care. My goal is to be in LA. I met that goal. That was it. After that, anything else that happened was a plus. You feel me? 
So I left my, I tried to return my charger, dude. Guys, like, it's going to be credited back to your account in three days. I was like, I have no more bread, man. You see, they're going to give me the bread so I could chill. Because I have no money for food. And I remember he introduced me to one of his friends, bro. And I was this like. This is young thoughts. Wide-eyed. Bro, you're just trying what? to enjoy L.A. Bro. And I just remember, look, bro. I was bro. like. I was like, dude, if you're not going to find me, I'm gonna, I'm going home. I remember I called my mom. And I was like, hey, so. um, Y'all going to have to help me. <laughs> <laughs> I need like 250 bucks. Yo, bro. They gave me a credit card. I got me a ticket. And I was I was out. And then you back to the city. Yes, yeah, so I was back to the city. And then after that, but like coming back, bro, I got so much clarity from that one trip. And that's that sounds like the most clutter-minded <laughs> trip of all time, bro. But it was the best, bro. Like I came back and like it was just it was the best, bro. Cause like from growing from that, bro, like you just really start to notice just how how important it is to to really like solidify yourself just as a as an adult. Uh, one thing I learned about going out there two weeks ago is I've been so stuck in my routine of like, okay, grow, grow the podcast, grow the brand, grow. I mean, <laughs> brand, I mean, brand, brand, exactly. brand. Exactly. But then you go out there and you're like, wait, there is a whole nother world out there. That's serious, bro. And like, I remember like, like last year I went to San Francisco. Like the biggest thing that I could say LA and like California and Boston is different. Is like, I went to San Francisco I walked into a museum, bro, like a wide eyed, like I wasn't, I wasn't really wide eyed then. This was like last year, but I walked into a museum and like, they, they shut down the whole museum for me. Why? They treated me like, cause they thought I was like some type of celebrity, bro. That's serious. <laughs> the museum lady was like, yo, do you, could you, my daughter is like a photographer and she's trying to shoot with like local upcoming artists and whatnot. I could, Did you walk in there with the suede jumpy? <laughs> nah, I think, I think I had like this beautiful, like um, varsity jacket, bro. Like um, that future gave me. Way back when. Future? Yeah. The, the artist? Yeah. How, how'd you get that? I never um, heard that I story. went to one of his shows. And he threw it to you? That's dope. He, didn't, he, didn't, he gave it to me, bro. He was just like, <laughs> and I was like, yo. Like, I was it like, was purposeful. Yes, it was purposeful. There was intent, bro. This wasn't me catching nothing. <laughs> this was intent. Was, was this the future Drake show at the Garden? No, no, no. It wasn't the future Drake show. This was like the future like random club like appearance show. And it was awesome. Okay, quick segue before we wrap up here yeah so you do actively go out to clubs totally sober right <laughs> yeah of course i've been trying to do that bro how do you do it dog <laughs> it depends it depends on the club first of all like i i'm not a club guy like anybody could vouch for you but like well, I, i've I seen am... you at a la fabrica right you yeah. go over there sometimes well, well la fabrica this was i haven't been to la fabrica in like years bro but like I'm not a club guy in the sense where it's like I could go there and I'm just boom. I love I love the club because there's a bunch of people, beautiful women, first of all, loud music. I go like this, right? Anywhere where there's loud music is a vibe for me. Now I hate the club because the club's the worst person place to socialize with anyone. Like a girl that you'll find in the middle of the street, bro, you could talk to normally in the club, you can't talk to her. Like that's serious. If I saw Estelle in the club, I would not be able to talk to her. Be like, what's up, dog? Yeah, bro, cause like I, I'm just such a, I'm such a real person. Where it's like, dude, if I see you in the club and I'm interested, bro, I'm like, what's up, bro? Like, how is everything, bro? How's your day? You call shorties, bro, right? Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, what's up, bro? Yeah, what's up? You know, it's like, it's like, and, and they're like, bro, yeah. or they're like, I kind of like that. I don't think, I don't think it's a problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right? It's cool. Right? It's cool. It's totally cool. I know. <laughs> So it's like it's like you you'll go to this club and like nobody wants to socialize, bro. But like since there's loud music and whatnot, bro, I just know that's my forte, especially with my boys. By a table now, that's a whole new level because then you get to look at everybody and be like, ha ha, you're not gonna you're gonna ignore me, but I'm on this cool table now and I get to sit down while you're standing up. Huh. Club hierarchy now, you know. Okay, real quick, are you ready? Hit me. I want you to give a give us. 45 seconds of motivational talk if you can um yeah honestly or positive talk if you are feeling any type of way about life stream phantom because that is the most invisible project in the world it was released with no cover art technically no i mean it's still not on my instagram technically but you see the aftermath so stream that it's just really happy my boy said it made him happy, and and generally the feedback I've been getting is making is that so I'll yeah. vouch for you. Yeah, it's a really great project. Hey. I've been saying this for a long time. I think you make some of the best music in Boston. Hey, and now LA gets to hear it, baby. You, you, you gonna miss the city? <laughs> Honestly, I'm gonna be bouncing back and forth. 
What well, if you get robbed out there, bro? I mean, bro, I as long as you have family, bro, they could strip me for everything, bro. I'm good. <laughs> I'm forever good. Phantom. Phantom. Yeah. But yeah, that's such a beautiful project, bro. Incubus, bro. That's like my, my favorite, bro. I love that song. I love Ghost so much, too. It's all great. It is. It is. And it's concise. It is. And, and I, I noticed you did a bunch of switch-ups with it, too. Like, there's halfway switch-ups between the beats. Mm-hmm. That, that, who does that a lot? Travis does that a lot, too, right? Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you like his music? Um... I don't like I don't really like his production the most, but I like I like how we could get how we could flow off of just a simple four bar loop, bro. I think that's incredible. Well, he does that a lot. He switches up his production a ton. Well, and I guess Frank does that a lot too, right? Frank Frank is like I love the Frank the way Frank produces is my favorite by far because Frank every every eight bars he switches it up. Whether it be like a, a hi hat drops out, a snare drops out, even Burner Boy like. I'm I'm a fan of like the ADHD music. Kanye West is really great at that too. ADHD music is my favorite. I feel like Travis makes it so that like you're able to he makes he makes linear songs. So it's like he'll have a whole beat, boom, ka, boom, ka, and it's literally boom, ka, boom, ka. Whole way through, no swing, bro, quantize and everything. And it's like that's cool, but like I could only take so much of your booms and cars, bro. That's why I don't listen to modern day trap. Music, All right, make you put a bug. I don't know what the booms and cars mean. Got no kick clue. snare, kick snare, kick snare, hi hat roll, eight oh eight. Okay, one, give me a big hug. Hey, <laughs> you're, a great, you're a great guy. Hey, thank you, bro. Estelle, thank you for your help today. Thank you, thank you, you bro. Did you have fun? Yeah, it's interesting. Hey, like this. this is my compiled thoughts, and that was my diamond hour.